cliffcentral.com. The open book on cliffcentral.com. A very warm welcome uh, and a happy new year. Happy new year to everyone. It is 2016 uh, from all of us here on the open book. So good to be back. Um, I actually, I hope that uh, all of you had, uh, had a wonderful break for those who weren't at work and uh, for those who were. <laughs> Who were at work? Well, I hope that every single day actually felt like a Friday, you know, cause, uh, cause that's how days are over the December time. It's, it never feels like a Monday. It kind of, everything just kind of feels like a Friday. So for those of you who did actually end up going to work, I hope that that is how your day, um, uh, that is how your day was. Uh, but then of course, I, uh, I do hope that you do get a break kind of soon so that you can also be refreshed, uh, coming into the new year. While Jesus in Matthew chapter 12 verse 8, he declared that he is the Lord of the Sabbath. In other words, uh, true rest is only found in him. So for those of you who decided to put Jesus in the back burner over the festive season, uh, you're probably feeling more tired coming into this year than you did before you went on holiday. Guess what? You left your rest behind. But it's okay. It's okay not to worry. That's why we're having today's show and uh, it's, uh, it's titled specially for you. Our topic today is called New Beginnings. Really just giving you a chance to start over again because our God is a God of new beginnings and the God of a second chance. My guests in studios are uh, Pastor Pushy Watson, we've actually had them before on the show, Pastor Pushy Watson, and also Pastor Dave Reinecker, two great friends who never take a break from their calling. Uh, they continue, they always continue to, to inspire us, whether they're on a break or they're preaching at the local church. Good to have you both back on the open book. Thank you. A pleasure to be here. Pastor Fee, I'll start with you. Did you have a, did you have a good break over the time? Oh, I did. You know me. It's either beach or preach. So if I'm not preaching, (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing the beach thing. But, you know, ministry, we're in ministry, but ministry is also in us. We never take a break from our call. Absolutely. Because I must say, I've been following you. I've been following you on Insta, on Instagram. Well, I followed you once and then suddenly that was, you know, that was it. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been following you on Instagram and, and it's wonderful because, uh, because even as you're on holiday, you just continue to, to inspire people with the word of God. Um, it's never like, okay, well, the God inside of me is not taking a break too, but, uh, which really just kind of goes to show that this is your life. This is who you are. It's not just something that you put on, uh, from, from, from Jan to, to November and then suddenly you just put it off. No, absolutely. I mean, it is who I am, you know. Before I formed you, I knew you, I called you, I appointed you, I separated you. So the purpose came before I was there. And so that's who I am. That's my reason for being. Yeah, but we can still have a good time. We can still swim. We can still have vacation. Yeah. But that doesn't take the calling away. It's always with us. I mean, Jesus not only swam, but he walked on water. Come on now. Come on. Come on now. (laughs) Pastor Dave, good to have you back. It's it's good to be back. You guys crack me up. <laughs> this show is already good. Uh, cool. And you, did you go, did you go anywhere? Yeah, my time? wife and I went to Cape Town. Oh, cool. Um, we had a great time. I don't, I don't know. I might, might be less spiritual than you guys. I definitely took a break <laughs> from everything. So we, we had a good break. Uh, That's cool. Three weeks. Um, and uh, it was good. No, that's awesome. Well, welcome back to, to both of you. Now, I said earlier on that our topic for today is, um, is 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 titled new beginnings um it is sort of like what what's the day today duncan what's the day do you know what the date is today today is the 7th 
of uh, of of January. So I think really just a perfect topic for this time. Now speaking of new beginnings, um, I'm reminded of two verses from the Bible. The first one being Isaiah 43 verse 19, and it says the following: It says, "Behold, I will do a new thing; now it shall spring forth." I absolutely love, you know, the second part of that of that verse, which says, "Now it shall spring forth," because every single year I'm always reading. Uh, or, 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 or kind of like so much always aware of the first part, uh, which says, behold, I will do a new thing. And then suddenly there I am three years later and I'm like, okay, cool. When is it going to happen? You know, yeah. when is it going to happen? So, so I loved, you know, sort of seeing this part of the verse spring out, which says now it shall spring forth. What it means is that no matter where you are in your life or journey, this is your now time. This is your now time. God is about to do something new in your life. Right now. Now, if it's always now, in other words, yesterday was doing a new thing. So for those of you, uh, who, who missed it over, over the past uh, period, you know, like a uh, festive season, it's still a now, it's still the now time, you know, it's still the now time for God. Which brings me to my second verse, which is, um, which is Jeremiah, um, Jeremiah 29 verse 11, very famous verse. And it says, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you. And not to harm you Plans to give you a hope and a future So I pray that uh, the wonderful plans that God has for you Will be fulfilled this year starting right now And so no matter what you've been up to these past few weeks God hasn't given up on you So do us a favor And please do not give up on Him Here it is um, Here's a new year to new beginnings Right here on the open book Cliff Central Wonderful guests coming up. Uh, stick with us, and we'll see you on the other side of this. The Open Book on CliffCentral.com. Our topic for today is new beginnings. It is the beginning of the year, and I believe that uh, it's you know it's the topic that we really need to discuss. And so I've got two very clever and uh, spiritual people inside who hear from God. <laughs> <laughs> David's busy shaking his head like, no, you can't say that, <laughs> you know. Um, so, yeah, you know, here with us in the studio on the open book. And um, we'll start with, you know, we'll start with Pastor Pushy, um, who's, a, who's an international speaker. Uh, most of last year, trying to get hold of her, I heard that she was, she was all over the, you know, all over the States. She travels all over South Africa as well, uh, just really just preaching the word of God. And also a TV personality, as well, um, that's where that's where I got to know about about house pushing. So good to have you back, house pushing. Oh, good to be here. Speaking on the subject, new beginnings. Uh, yeah. What does new beginnings mean to you? Um, the Bible says His mercies are new every day. Um, give us this day our daily bread. The Lord's prayer. It's about being able to have a fresh start every day. The fact that you woke up today means God is not done with you yet. It's not your alarm clock that woke you up because put that alarm clock in the cemetery and nobody's getting up. If you woke up today, it's a new day, it's a new beginning, you have another chance. And so I love new years. I love new years. It's like another chance to mm. to get it right. You know, you talked about earlier having this dream or having this vision and three years later you're thinking, when is it going to come to pass? When is it going to happen? Every new year, I'm thinking, this is the year. This is the year that the, the destiny happens for me. This is the year that the dream comes. You know, uh, Joseph had a dream and David was anointed. And, and sometimes it takes many years for these dreams to manifest into their fullness. But for me, that's the beauty of it. It's the journey of getting to where I believe God is taking me. And every year, I, I'm excited thinking, this is the year. Yeah. 
And that's how we should, we should wake up and that's how we should approach a new year thinking today may be the day. This year may be the year. You know, uh, you can live a, a little bit of time without food. You can live uh, less time without water, but you cannot live a minute without hope. And that hope is a favorable expectation that this may be the time that my dreams come true. And so I want to inspire people that this new year, believe the best for yourself. Believe that this is the year your your dreams are going to come true, that God's going to answer that prayer, that you're going to meet that man that you've been dreaming of all your life, that that, that woman you've been praying to come into your life, like she's coming, she's coming, she's coming. <laughs> Have hope for your future. Yeah, absolutely. That's so true. Well, you know, I I personally believe that there is nothing, there's nothing that sort of changes spiritually or like in the spiritual realm every time a new year comes. But that uh, the new year is symbolic, you know, for the fact that it makes you excited. It's a good thing because every good and perfect thing comes from God. So for the fact that it it, it, it makes you excited about, about you know, like um, in other words, it spurs up your hope once again. It renews your faith in him. So by all means, you know, people should, uh, should, should definitely take it on. Uh, so in terms of, because a lot of people kind of kind of make new year's resolutions um uh, around for time uh, i mean around this time is it okay for us christians to to have these i don't think there's anything right or anything wrong um there's no sin in having a new year's resolution or thinking uh these are the goals that i have for my life or these are the plans but you know what the bible says man plans and god laughs and many other plans in a man's heart, but God's plans will prevail. But there's absolutely nothing wrong in having goals and having dreams in, in, but roll your works upon the Lord. You know, let, the Bible says he places the desires, he gives us the desires of our heart. In other words, he places desires for things in our heart so that we desire to go after them. Personally, yeah. I don't make New Year's resolutions. I pray, I seek God for the year coming, yeah. and I'll write down what God says. And that's not necessarily, uh, I want to achieve this or I want to do that. That is, Lord, what is the direction for me for this year? What is mm. your word for the year? What is the word for the church for the year? What are you saying to us? What direction are we going in? That's more where my focus is But if you need to cut things out of your life Cut people out of your life uh, If you need pruning uh, to, to get develop more fruit By all means But don't hold yourself to standards that you cannot keep And make sure that you're spirit led And that God is guiding you through it Mm, I love that you know, I love the fact that at the, begin- at, at the beginning of the years You've just said now That uh, you you take time to hear what God has to say to you so that you can walk within that. It's not about your ambitions. It's not about your goals, but it's all about what God wants to do with, uh, with inside of you. As a matter of fact, um, uh, just yesterday I posted, I posted a, um, a an, an Instagram pic with the, with the, with the phrase that said, this year, instead of resolving to finally get it right, let's resolve to walk with God as he makes it right. Amen. Um, that should kind of be like our daily, you know, the daily thing that we want to, that we want to achieve. Now, I was listening to, um, to, to Pastor Dave Reinecke's sermon, um, from, you know, he's from, he's from City Life, City Life Church, which is, is, is it Lone Hill? Yeah, City Life Church in, in Lone Hill and his sermons are available, are available online. As a matter of fact, if you go to City Life Church, uh, .co.za you'll get all the sermons that it preached and this one was pretty it was pretty interesting because a lot of people who would actually who would actually preach at the beginning of the year it's all about it's all about a new start but you had a you had a different view uh to what I've ever heard before and quite refreshing actually in terms of um in terms of new year's resolutions could you uh could you share the, uh, do you want to just share a little bit about that 
Yeah, so um, first of all, I like the question about should we make New Year's resolutions as Christians because um, it's a good way to start looking at this. And, and I liked your answer. The answer is, yeah, sure. If, if that's what you want to do, <laughs> um, um, do it. It definitely has some, some value. It's a time of year where a lot of people are doing it. And so there's benefit in us all doing it together. You know, you get a bit of momentum from that. And that's great. But what I love about New Year's is that it has natural value, but it points to something greater. Yeah. Um, and you use the word symbolic. And that's why I want to read you the scripture from um, Colossians. Because it says in Colossians 2, it says, Therefore, let no one judge you in regard to food and drink or in regard to the observance of feasts or of a new moon or of the Sabbath day. Uh, such things are only a shadow of what is to come, and they have only symbolic value. But the substance, the reality of what is foreshadowed, belongs to Christ. Mm. Um, and so for me, whether it's the Sabbath, which the Bible says points to Christ, in other yeah. words, there's natural value in resting in a new week and saying, this week I'm going to do this, this week I'm going to do that, this week things are going to be different. There's natural value in that. There's natural value in resting. But the real value, the substance value, the true value of it mm. is that it points you to Jesus, which gives you access to rest every day. Mm-hmm. Now, if that's also true about all the feasts like the Passover feast, which points to Jesus, then it's true of Pentecost, which we know Jesus fulfilled. But then it's also true of some of the other feasts like the Jewish New Year, which is the Feast of the Trumpets, uh-huh. which points to Jesus coming back. At the trumpet blast. And so all of these things actually point to Jesus. In other words, if Jesus is our true Sabbath, if he's our true rest, then he's also our true new year. And if he's my new year, then that means he's the one that enables me to make changes. January isn't the thing that enables me to make true changes. Jesus is. We're not, and I say this to Christians, we're not Januarians. (laughs) We're Christians. Yeah, there's a, there's a difference. Now, where people can misunderstand that message is they say, oh, therefore we shouldn't make New Year's resolutions. And, and that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying make them, but make New Year's resolutions all year long. Mm. Because the promises of God to you and me are yes and amen, not in January, but in Christ. Which means when my New Year's resolutions uh, run out, when they, when they leave me hanging in March or April or maybe today on the 7th, of January already. Yeah. Which happens. You can go back to Jesus and say, you know what? Today is a new day. Today is a new beginning. Not because it's got naturally new newness to it, but yeah, because it's got, it's got spiritually newness to it. Yeah. It's got power there. And I actually, you know, I ended up handing out a calendar uh, to everyone in the church. Yes, yes, yeah, you said that. And um, I wanted to do that. It looks like a year planner. You know, mm-hmm. those... All the days on one page, and it said January first. That's the thing that I started with in the beginning of the year, and then. In the second block, though. A few months later, I'm not. Second block, <laughs> uh, yeah. January first. Third block, January first. Second column, January. Third column, January. All the wow. way till the last block of the year, January first. Why? Because I wanted people to put that on their fridge or stick it next to the computer, so that when the natural, some the things that have symbolic value runs dry which natural things do. Yeah. They can go back to their spiritual calendar that says today I've got 
as much ability to change, to dream, to to stretch out and try something as I did in January. Yeah. No, that's awesome. So I guess at your church, uh, everyone is going to be saying Happy New Year every time they see each other. <laughs> That's all. And also what I liked about what you said as well is the fact that um, so many times we actually start worshipping the the seasons instead of worshipping the God who makes the seasons, you know, the God who makes the changes in our lives. So suddenly just because it's a new year, we we think, okay, things are just naturally going, you know, going to change. I'm going to just naturally stop smoking or or just like sort of naturally because I've got this zeal inside of me and I've got this drive to want to make it happen. Anyway, the stars align. <laughs> so therefore, so therefore things are going to happen. So I love the fact that when you said that, you know, like when you said that it is not, it is not these seasons or, or these new moons, uh, like the scripture said, which make the change, but that it is Christ who makes, you know, like who makes the change. But, but it's good the fact that, you know, it should make us remember who Christ, you know, it, it, it should remind us of Christ, uh, whenever, you know, like whenever these feasts sort of happen. But the scary thing is if we never, you know, someone someone once asked me, do you believe the God that you believe in? In other words, not just do you believe in God, but do you believe him when he says things? Because this is his word. He says these things point to me. He spoke to the religious guys and he said to them, you study the scriptures. Yeah. You look at them. You take them seriously. And you think you're going to find eternal life there, but you forget that they point to me. That's one. Yeah. That's one scripture. And then this one again, he goes, these feasts are great. They've even got value, but they've got symbolic value because they point. The substance of this is me. So how can we start a new year just talking about principles and plans and stuff and forget the substance, Yeah, which is Jesus? We will still be the substance in May or in October or in November when you're tired. He will still be the substance. And when the whole world isn't trying new things, God could whisper in your ear and go, I want you to try something new. I want you to make a change. I want to talk to you about something. And your ears will be open because you've held on to the substance, which is Christ, and not just the the symbolic, which is the calendar. Mm, that's awesome. Pastor P, what are the fundamental things that, that you believe that we should um, we should do, um, you know, when we're starting something? I mean, like when we're starting something new. Obviously, put God first. Yeah. Whatever it is that you're starting, you know, um, seek God first. For me, the the most detrimental thing would be spending all my energy in the wrong place, uh, being so successful at the wrong thing, mm. being so productive and, you know, um, like you're giving your all to what's not even for you. No matter what it is, you know, let's say it's a relationship. Um, it's not necessarily that uh, the relationship, it's a bad person, but it's just not the right person for you. Mm. So I don't want to spend my energy in the wrong place. I don't want to waste my years. I don't want to waste my strength or my gift or my time or my love or my joy uh, pursuing wrong things. Whatever it is you're starting be spirit led that this is where God wants me to go. Pray for divine direction. 
So that what you're doing is adding value. Look, the steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. Even the yeah. wrong steps, he can turn around to work in your favor because all things work together for good for those who are called of the Lord. And nothing is ever a waste of time. But I want to be fully productive where God wants me to be because I'm the kind of person who gives 110% to everything. I either do it or I don't do it at all. So I want to give my all where I'm supposed to be. I don't want to start and quit and start and quit. I don't want to be somebody that's always... Starting something and never finishing anything. So before you start anything, before you enter into anything, um, you know, I, I, I like to say be so lost in God that people will have to go through him to find you. There's a place in the Bible where Jesus said, no one comes to me unless the father permits them. And I took yeah. that for us. I took that for ourselves that, uh, a person who's full of destiny doesn't have to chase after anything. They find you. So, let 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 us attract or let us be lost in what God has for us before we're starting a new job, before we're starting a, a new business, a new relationship, a new venture. You know, at the beginning of the year, you can say, this year I want to have a TV show, or I want to write a book. or And then by the end of the year, you find out you didn't write the book, but you have a clothing line, you know. So mm. the same God who opens doors is the same God who closes doors. And you need to be able to say, Lord, open the doors that are are of you and open doors that I don't have strength enough to open and close doors that I'm not strong enough to close for myself. But I praise you for the yes and yeah. I praise you for the no with the same strength. Yeah. So now I've spent my time in obviously, in, in obviously seeking God. I'm just saying. So let's, let's say now I've spent my time in seeking God and, um, and, and, and how will I, how will I know that this is now, you know, it, it, this now is the direction that God wants to take me on. Um, without obviously coming to halfway through the year and then I've got to change direction. Cause we find that, we find that a lot in people, like they start off something and then within three, four months they've changed to something else. And funny enough, that second thing that they go to is actually the right thing. So how do you know and uh, how do you know whether you've now heard from God and that this is the way that He wants to take you? Well, when you pray and you believe this is what God told you to do, you have to pursue that direction. And the Bible says there's wisdom in the counsel of. Yeah. You know, so you can seek direction. You can, you can confer with other people because I mean, sometimes we can imagine things. And if you speak to somebody who you trust, they will tell you, listen, my friend, you know, stick to preaching pushy because you're tone deaf. Don't try to release <laughs> an album. Leave that to Loiso. <laughs> you know, just leave it to yeah. Loiso. Stick to the preaching right there. Don't, just because you're married to, to Sean Watson, don't, don't think Sony is going to release a, a, a gospel <laughs> album for you. <laughs> Keep it to the preaching, you know. So there is, there is wisdom in counsel. But if you, if you make a mistake, hey, pick yourself up, dust yourself off, turn around and keep on going. Absolutely. I, I said earlier on that God is, is not only just the God of new beginnings, but is the God of second, uh, third, fourth, fifth chances. Come on now. You know, as long as you're alive, He's there for you, ready to just pick you, you know, to just pick you up. Uh, so whatever it is that, uh, that you may have been up to uh, whatever direction that you felt you were, uh, I mean, whatever direction that you were going and you felt that it was not the right direction, just know that, man, you know, God will just recalculate you. Recalculate. Like redirect. Yeah. <laughs> like the GPS would say, yeah. Yeah. Pastor, Pastor Pushy Watson and also, uh, Pastor Dave Renica are here with us and, uh, we'll chat you guys right after this. Cliffcentral.com. I am the future of South Africa. On my shoulders, I carry the hopes and dreams of generations to come. I'm eager to learn, 
but even more eager to use my knowledge for good. I know that it's not where I come from, but where I'm going to that really matters. At Sibanya Gold, we believe our youth is worth its weight in gold, which is why we are so committed to developing, nurturing and grooming our young people into future leaders. Sibanya Gold, we are one. The Open Book on cliffcentral.com. Such a great uh, such a great answer there from uh, from Pastor Pushy. Um on and yeah, on, on, on I guess the the proper the I can't even remember what the question was because I'm because uh, I'm just so stuck in the answer. It's, it's, it's you know it's fine to say we should hear from God, we should seek God, we should include Him. Yeah. But how do we know now <laughs> practically is, what's the next step? Like, did I now hear from God? Or yes, didn't yes, I? yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wanted to hear. Yeah, I, I wanted to hear, Dave, what it is that you wanted to say. Yeah. So I think that's first of all, it's a great question, but it's a question that if we were honest, everyone's asking. Everyone, even pastors, are asking that question. How do we truly know that this is from God? Yeah, and and it's fine to say let's take steps, let's do things, but how do we know which ones? And I, and I love something that I learned from uh, James Monaghan, actually the the f- senior and founding pastor of City Life Church. Yes. Um, th- that that we're at, and he, he's he's always spoken to me about how the Bible says in the mouth of two or three witnesses. Let things be established and kind of ties in with what uh, Pushy said about, you know, the multitude of counsel. Um, and, and it goes quite deep because when you think about all of the tools God's given us to discern his will, mm-hmm. um, there's actually there's there's like a real spectrum. There's some stuff that's very subjective, which is, Loiso, I walk up to you and I'm, you know. Saying, saying something prophetic to you. Yeah. I, I just really believe you need to move to, to Mozambique and that, you know, when you get there, you should start a school. I just really feel God saying that to you right now. Now, are you going to do that? Mm. You, you know, it's prophetic, but, you know, it's just one of the ways God directs us. And prof- yeah. prophetic ministry is very subjective. It's very like, well, I don't know what to do with that. Yeah. But if you were already thinking about going to Mozambique, then it just confirms. If you and your wife had been talking about it, if for some reason it's been on your heart, now someone that doesn't know you comes and talks to you prophetically, everything changes because in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let everything be established. So there's, mm. there's different ways to discern God's will. And what we always say is that, you know, and this is what James uh, has, has always taught me when it comes to decision making is that, uh, imagine an airplane trying to land. It needs those lights on the runway, right, in order yeah. to land successfully. Now, the harder the landing, the more important the landing, the more you know tricky the landing, the more lights you're going to want. Um, and so it's kind of like that with decisions. If I'm going to make a life-changing choice, I don't want two witnesses. I want three. If I'm going to make a big change, if I'm going to do something very risky that could affect many people, I don't want just subjective Direction. Mm-hmm. I want some very uh, uh, non-subjective direction. And so there's there's stuff that you don't have to think about a lot. Like God's not asking you to do something criminal because he's already told you in a very non-subjective way in his word, you know, what's right and wrong. And so he's not going to ask you to do that. But when it comes to the things that the word isn't clear, that's where prophetic ministry, that's where counsel, that's where the inner witness. And so if I'm making a big change, I've got agreement with my spouse, I've got an inner witness, a sense and a feeling. I've got some kind of prophetic input about this decision. I've got people I trust, mentors, pastors, small group leaders, close friends, parents who are encouraging me down. 
I've got a runway. I can now land this this airplane. Now, yeah. that still doesn't guarantee that everything's going to work out the way you want it to work out. But if you want to make good decisions, you'll look for those two or three witnesses. You'll look for the runway and you'll ask yourself, what kind of decision am I about to make? Is this an international move? Is this a change of career? Is this having a third or a fourth child? Is this starting a business? Then that's a big airplane to land. Well, I'm going to need four or five lights. Yeah. And then you begin to ask God for those lights. You say, Lord, well, I, f- I feel like I've got an inner witness. My spouse is kind of excited about it. But, Lord, this is a massive thing. I need more. Then you pray into that. So now you're not just praying generally. You're saying, Lord, give me a prophetic confirmation. Or, Lord, allow one of my mentors to bring this up. Or let me give me an opportunity to speak to them about it. And so you begin to build that runway, and then you land the plane. Wow. That's so good. But then, but then, I mean, where does... Where does our faith, because obviously right now you're just kind of looking for, you're looking for signs. Um, what does that mean for our faith though? Because the fact that, shouldn't you just believe that that is God without, uh, without getting all those signs? Well, your faith comes in, first of all, that you believe that God speaks to you. Yeah. But He speaks to you in many ways, doesn't He? He speaks to you prophetically. He speaks to you through His Word. He speaks to you through confirmation from Counsel. I mean, these are scriptures we're quoting. So, so yeah. the faith comes in is that you're seeing the multitude of counsel is not just a natural thing, but it's a tool that God uses to direct you. The faith comes in that you're not just seeing people in your life as people, but you see them as mentors, as mm. guides, as uh, people who have the prophetic anointing to speak into your life. You know, a lot of the time we're prophesying to each other without knowing it. <laughs> I don't have to change my voice. Or wear a white suit or be using a microphone to be prophesying. So and true. neither do you. And I don't have to have a title to act prophetically. There are people who have prophetic giftings at different levels yeah. and used some more often, some, some less often. And God uses them in different ways. But they're speaking, they're, they're operating in the gifts of the Spirit without realizing. Um, I don't even have to know that I'm prophesying to you to prophesy to you. Yeah. What matters is that God is gotten done what he wants to get done and he does that so so i think that's where faith comes in is to say hey yeah. there's more going on here than we realize i guess also you know like one of the prayers should be that that god brings the right people around you um because then in that way you can also be absolutely certain that uh, that what people are saying to you at, at least you've got at least you've got the right team you know around you so so at least you know that like what's going to come out of their mouths in some way it is going to be it's going to be from god pastor p I really, really believe the faith is just to receive it and to implement it. You know, what he's been saying is so profound because um, before I went international, I was told in 2004 that it was going to happen. But I didn't even understand it then. And it took so many years mm. until a hairdresser would just walk out of the shop while I'm, I'm by my car. Somebody who hardly knows me and tells me. This is going to happen. By the time it was happening, five different random people who hardly knew me had said it. But the faith comes in to receive it, yeah. to implement it. The Lord said so many times in Genesis to Abraham uh, and to Moses, and I'm giving you the land, I'm giving you the land, I'm giving you the land of milk and honey, I'm giving you the Canaan, the land of Canaan. The promise was so many times. So yeah. no one else was giving them the prophecy, but straight from God himself. And yet they struggled to receive that word. They struggled to get in. They said, but there are giants there. But we are like grasshoppers in our own eyes. But, but, so it's one thing 
to get a prophetic word and you think that, okay, I don't have to walk by faith because I know that God said it. But even when God himself said it directly to, to the Israelites, they still had to implement faith to receive it. Hmm. And, and what I believe is that God directs a moving vessel. It's yeah. kind of like a ship, you know, it's out in the sea, uh, the, but, and you can pull the, you can move the rudder left or right. It's not going to go anywhere. <laughs> that rudder is going to start doing its job when there's wind in the sails. When the boat is actually moving, then the direction comes from mm. the rudder. Now, God directs us, but he, it says the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. Ordered, yeah. Not the standing around or the sitting around or the lying around. He's not going to pick you up the and, then, and then pull you. The steps are ordered. And a lot of the time with these things, you've got to walk it out. You've got to say, okay, well, I don't know for sure if I should go to Mozambique, but I can investigate what that would take. How would I get a visa? Yeah. You know, and sometimes it's in the exploration of the things that you feel God could be putting on your heart that the second and the third witness comes yeah. and that the clarity comes. But what we are so often um, negligent in is to take some of those steps. If somebody says to me, Pastor, I feel young man, I feel called to be a youth pastor. I said to him, so then why aren't you? Huh. Well, Pastor... I don't have a, a, a youth pastor job. How would I? I said, so why don't you? He says, well, I, I, I don't, I'm not qualified. I said, so no, why aren't you? So we can move it all the way back. So. And we get to a point where the question really becomes, why aren't you studying? Mm-hmm. He says, but I don't have money. I said, so why don't you have money? He says, because I don't have a job. So I said, then why don't you have a job? So it boils down to, yes, you may be called to be a youth pastor, but your next step, it's getting a job, whether it's a waiter or an intern. It doesn't matter what it is so that you can save up, so that you can study, so that you can. There's a next step for yeah. you and God directs the steps of the righteous. So good. And you know what? And the thing is, also the Bible speaks about the fact that the, the word of God is a, you know, is a lamp unto our feet. And we know that a lamp only sort of shines this much. So sometimes it's very clear to you what it is that you need to do now. But yet you're still hoping for the things that you still yet can't, you know, like, uh, that you still yet can't see. I love that because that speaks to me. I've been wanting to study, but I've been like, oh man, but this thing is going to, um, it's going to cost me so much money. But now what I've been doing is that I've been out there looking for the cash instead of filling out the forms. I mean, do I even know that if I actually fill out those forms, I put in my application whether I'm going to get in or not? And some of the times, God will actually speak to me, and I'm speaking about myself now. Sometimes I'll get confirmation of whether I'm supposed to do this thing, whether I get accepted or not. Because what if I do get the, you know, like, um, that amount of money to study what I want to study, and then suddenly I don't get accepted in. But some of the times, who knows that maybe what I'm waiting for is in those, in those forms that maybe when they get a sponsorship. Exactly. What if they look at those forms and, and and they're like, wow, this is great. Favor, Luis (laughs) Obala. We want him in our school. He can come for free. We'll pay him to be in our school. You know, I know that I've been saying this a lot. And some of the times, you know, like people, in their visions in in praying and so on and so forth they're going to get you know like um they're going to see themselves like Moses take you know 3 million people i think it was like 3 million people over the river jordan do you know what i mean but the thing is there's probably a step that you need to take um i i believe that god you know like some of the processes that we go through uh are going to be are going to be quite long it's going to be beyond this year but i also believe that what you need to do that is pretty much clear for you to do right now and uh, and that's the step that we always struggle to take um, I guess maybe fear is a part of it 
maybe laziness is another part of it. Maybe at the end of at the end of all of that, uh, Pastor Dave, of that guy whose story that you were telling, you know, wants to be a youth pastor and doing that. Maybe the last answer would be. Because I'm lazy. (laughs) (laughs) But at least this process brings you to the end of yourself then. It shows you, oh, okay, I've got a laziness issue. Let me take that to Jesus. Let me talk to him about it. He can change me. Absolutely. Maybe the answer to the fulfillment of your prophecy is actually God doing a work in your heart before he does a work in your circumstances. Mm, mm. Pastor Ray always says you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. Love it. Huh. You don't have to be great to start, but you're going to have to start to be great. Just start. So come on, man. Get up and do what you need to do today. This is your now time. It is. I'm going to play a song, and uh, we're going to wrap it up with a few more questions um, after after this. Here we go. CliffCentral.com Our topic is new beginnings. Uh, new beginnings starting afresh uh, in, the, in the new year, 2011. Uh, but this year will also get old at some point. <laughs> and uh, the real question is will you still be carrying on will you still have the have the you know have have that have that motivation to 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 to, to carry on so just a few more uh, questions for my guest uh, pastor dave uh, renica from city life church and also uh, international speaker and uh, and just a personality and just everything uh pastor pastor pushy watson who's here with us so now how do we keep ourselves motivated to do the things that, uh, you know, that we had received at the beginning of the, of the year? Pastor P? Um, you know, I, I, I came across this thing. It says Thomas Edison's teachers said he was stu- too stupid to learn anything and he was fired from his first two jobs for being non-productive. I mean, talk about failing, right? And as an inventor, Edison made 1,000 unsuccessful attempts at inventing the light bulb. And when a reporter asked, how did it feel to fail a thousand times? Edison replied, I didn't fail a thousand times. The light bulb was an invention with a thousand steps. So wow. success is actually just moving from failure to failure without giving up. They said success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. Yeah. In order to have something, you have to see yourself having it before you can accomplish it. And see yourself doing it. It's just about refusing to quit, refusing to lay down and quit. I mean, until you're six feet under, you don't have an option but to keep on going. Why are you going to let a failure from the past, which has already done something, punish you in the future? Why are you going to continue to lay down and play dead when you're still breathing? Keep on going. Keep on going, no matter what it takes. You have to, you know, faith is a gift. I really believe that. It really is a gift to have, to have faith that there's some, there's something better coming. I'm not saying have faith in the future, but have faith in the Father because He's a faithful Father. He's a good, good Father. Just like the song said, believe that God's best is yet to come. Believe that God is going to do what He said He will do. Hold God at His word, you know. Don't believe in your own ability or your own strength or, 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 you, you, somebody said to me a long time ago, 
two years ago in Clerkstorp, um, that the anointing is released according to the capacity and according to the need. So when you're on a level of, let's say, 100 people, let's say you're ministering to 100 people mm-hmm. or, or, or whatever your industry is, put in that, in, in that capacity, and, and there's an opportunity for 1,000. You don't think you can, you can, you have an, a capacity for 1,000 because you've only seen yourself on a 100 level stage. Mm. But the, the capacity for a thousand is only released when that thousand is there. If you if you if you can only come up with one sermon once a year, when I started preaching, I was scared to preach for the first time. I thought, how will I even come up with a message? And all I needed was one message once a year, and that's all I got. When I needed to preach once a month, I thought, how will I come up with something new every month? How is this going to happen? And every month I got a message. And then I heard Joel Osteen say he didn't know how he'd come up with a message every day. But when you need to have a message every day, you will get the message from God every day. There's no point in God giving you a message every day or every Sunday when you're not going to use it. And what I'm trying to say is don't look at where you are now and think you're not equipped or not good enough for where you see yourself going. When you get there, the release will come upon you for what you need to achieve in the future. Don't judge your destiny by your present situation. When you get there, you'll get what you need to achieve it on that level. Amen. You've You've been given everything that you need to do. Exactly. For the things that you need to do today, so um, so I, I think it's in the same way that you know God gave uh, the Israelites while they were because I, I I just love that story. It's just got so many lessons, you know. When He gave them manna and He said, "Yeah, well, with this manna that you're going to receive every day to eat, don't try and store it for the next day." That's because uh, and you said this right in the beginning. Um, His mercies are new every single morning. Every single day we will get the things that we need for that day. So uh, even Jesus speaks about the fact that we should not worry, you know, like about. Um, you know about 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 what you're going to wear and what you're going to eat and so on and so forth but we should look to Jesus to get the things that we need for today yeah um which is awesome because i think if i had everything that i needed right now um if if i achieved all my goals when when I was still a teenager, I'd be pretty much bored with life and um and and knowing me i'd probably be out there having uh, a little too much fun And therefore my life would have probably been cut A little shorter So I love So, so I think in a way I love the fact that I, I can still have goals And so, uh, you know um, That when when God speaks about uh, The fact that he still has a plan for us He still has a hope And a, and a future In Jeremiah 29 verse 11 uh, Because then at least It keeps me motivated um, yes, I want it all, but I don't actually want it all right now. But at least I wanna, I wanna always have hope. You know, like hope in my heart. Um, Pastor Dave, in, yeah, you wanna add on to so, that? So, so I know we're running a little bit out of time now, but I wanted to end at least from my my side with one little thought, uh, which I touched on on Sunday, which is this idea of calendars and yes. of a of almost a timeline that's created in society. I'm talking in the natural. Yeah. And one of the things that happens to us as Christians is sometimes we outsource what is supposed to be God's role or his place in our life to society or to natural things. For instance, young people that get discouraged because, or anyone really, because mm-hmm. in January they didn't get an increase. Because it's normal, most of the time it's supposed to happen, or they didn't get the increase that they thought they should get. Mm-hmm. Now, very subtly, we could outsource what's God's role because the Bible says God is our provider. 
It doesn't yeah. say January is our provider. It doesn't say that um, that increase comes from January. It says increase comes from the Lord. And sometimes what we need to do is we need to say, okay, I'm not bound to that calendar. God could give me three increases this year, and none of them need to happen in January. Because increase comes from God. It doesn't come from my supervisor or my employer or from January. It doesn't come from a calendar. It comes from Christ. And so what this perspective, because you can think, oh, this is all spiritual theory. No, it changes your perspective. It allows you to sit in that boardroom hearing the news and smile and go, that's okay because my faith is in Jesus, not in calendars, not in performance appraisals. My, my increase comes from God. And so even the way you look at yourself, even mm. the way you look at your, your self-worth, your year, it manages disappointment. It gives you hope. That's what happens when you put Christ at the center yeah. of it all. I guess, you know, you're right. You can even watch TV and then suddenly you just see that things aren't, uh, you know, aren't probably going well around the world. But you can have joy and, uh, and stability in the fact that, you know, your God is the same yesterday, today and forever. And if he was the God of increase yesterday, he'll be the same God of increase for today. Last question uh, for all of you. How do we renew our commitment to Christ uh, or to live, you know, like or to live a, uh, a, a pleasing life to God at this time? I think the way you renew your commitment to Christ is growing in your understanding of who he is, keeping your eyes on him, learning what he did for you on the cross, and learning who that makes you. If you, The Bible says you behold Jesus and that's how you're transformed. So I think the, the best way to renew your commitment to Christ is to remind yourself of how committed he is to you. Ah, that's awesome. Read the word. Read the word. Yeah. That's his manual to us. That's his love letter to us. Um, we are transformed by the renewing of our mind. And if you can, get into the word and let it become alive and let it speak to you. And you know what? I've got a great, I've got a great uh, app called you from the U version Bible and they have great plans there, you know, that are quite easy you, um, to, to follow. And it's also nice as well because from your cell phone, uh, it's sometimes hard to pick up a book, but you, but chances are you've always got your phone in your hand. Oh yeah, um, we do, right? So yeah. Take absolutely. a break from the social media. <laughs> Thank you so much, really, just to both of you for joining, you know, for joining us today. I want to, I want to really kind of carry this on, um, in the, in the next, you know, a few weeks to come. I'm just kind of opening up what God has for us. Um, but to everybody who's, who's, who joined us this time on the open book, may this new year draw you into the abundant richness of Jesus more than you ever thought possible. And, uh, I want to end, um, with this, with this verse, Ephesians chapter three, verse 16 to 21, which is my prayer for you. And, uh, it, it says that, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and the uh, and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen.